Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. everyone and welcome to another episode of excess press my name is matt and i'm the host of this disney theme parks news podcast and this is episode 148 here we are on another episode hopefully everyone is doing okay um i i feel like i'm just trying to be way more productive uh during my time here in quarantine i i mean i'm putting out the podcast episodes but i'm trying to do some like design work and uh still editing some photos from the hawaii trip a few few weeks back and uh just trying to just keep my mind off of the things that are happening uh, in the world with the pandemic happening and everything like that. So uh, hopefully you guys are trying to do the same because uh, that's that's what I'm trying to do. It's It's been rough. I mean, you can only p- watch so many movies, TV shows, and video games. Uh, I mean, you can. I can I can definitely do that. But uh, sooner or later, it gets a little bit old and you got to get out there and do some just some kind of activities. Luckily, I got a bike fixed up, going to, uh, by doing some bike riding now. Just uh, it's still waiting for the weather to get a little bit better. But um yeah, just trying to do make the best uh, situation I can out of this uh, whole thing. So, um, and it's good. It just got me thinking about like how to kind of proceed with the show, with the Disney parks, um, and especially with the news because like I always do these episodes to talk about like the latest news that comes out for the Disney parks and. Um, honestly, there isn't all that much that's happening. Um, and I feel like every time I do the news, everything that I have is like really outdated. And I'm sure most of you know, most of you already know like what it is. Um, so I'm like debating whether or not to like keep up with, uh, the news episodes. I'm still gonna, I have plenty of, uh, cast member interviews that are gonna be coming out. So of plenty of those interview with the cast member shows, but yeah, I've just like been debating back and forth whether or not to keep doing the news shows. Um, it's great listening or answering listener questions. We got more coming out, but, um, I mean, then I talk to myself, I say to the other side of myself, okay, well, Matt, what else do you have better to do? Why don't you, why don't you put together like a small episode? I mean, I'm keeping these to about a half an hour. Um, so it's like, okay, Matt, just be productive. You know what? Just put out the content. Uh, there's still people listening, which is good, but yeah, just, I have that, that angel and devil on my shoulder, um, to whether or not I should continue with, uh, the news episodes during this time. But I, f- I feel like I'm leaning toward that. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to continue releasing those episodes. Um, 
just so you guys can have the information, even though if it's like a little outdated, which I'm, I'm like I said, I'm sure it, it will be, but uh, I'll, I'll still give my opinions on it and everything like that. Um, so yeah, well, if you don't see an episode next week, then I'm sorry, but I feel like I'm just going to do it anyway, because hey, it just keeps myself productive. So uh, that's one of the battles I've been struggling with uh, over the past uh, week or so. But um, anywho's, uh, these shows, uh, I am recording them live on Instagram. Uh, we have a few list, uh, viewers right now. Hey, Jeanette, how you doing? So she she's on there uh, saying hello. But um, every Thursday, I, I do record these episodes if you want to join me on those. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm leaning towards still recording these uh, just because it's good to kind of just uh, be productive and uh, come still talk about Disney. So it's still, still fun. But, um, so yeah, every Thursday is, uh, usually the, the, the evenings I, I do these. So you can join me over there at excess press podcast, but, um, yeah, for news this week, there's not, again, not a lot going on. I mean, there's, there's plenty of things, um, that are happening within the Disney community. Disney's putting out uh, like special sing-along episodes, which I think is airing tonight. So by the time you're listening to this, it already aired. Um, people are just trying to create their own virtual Disney parks in their own homes. And there's a lot of cool stuff going in the community, but when it comes to the park news, there is there is some, but I'm only gonna highlight on some of the um, the important things, at least things that I think would matter to, to you guys. Um, so on this episode, I'm going to be talking about a little bit like the state of like the Walt Disney Company itself today and just a few quick updates for annual pass holders uh, and as well as uh, some listener questions. So, um, but yeah, there's there's lots of stuff going on uh, in the Disney community, which I'm pumped about, especially with like Disney Plus. Jeanette is mentioning there's definitely new shows uh, they just announced a new behind-the-scenes show for The Mandalorian, which I'm really excited about. That's coming out in a couple weeks. Super pumped for that. And then uh, I think it's called Prop Culture. So that's dealing with, like, I think the props in the movies and stuff. So that'll be a lot of fun. So, um, all right, well, let's kind of get started because I do have some, some fun stuff for you today. So why don't we just jump right into it and begin this episode of the Excess Press Podcast. So I thought for the first topic, I should maybe give like an update on the Walt Disney Company itself, because um, just I think it was February 25th, um, Bob Iger had announced that he was going to retire as CEO from the Walt Disney Company, ending his 15 year run. Um, and Bob Chapek, who is the head of Disney Parks and Experiences, he was going to be taking over for him. So that was at the end of February. Um, but it was reported by the New York Times this past week that Bob Iger is reasserting his control um, and going to kind of reimagine Disney uh, as the pandemic is going on and what's going to happen uh, with that. So um, 
there's been a lot of talk about that this past week, so I'm going to kind of talk about the, the company itself. Now, like I said, uh, Bob Iger has effectively uh, returned to running the company um, after just a few weeks of letting Bob Chapik take control. Um, and uh, I mean, during Iger's tenure, uh, they, they really did make like a huge shift from on-screen entertainment to more in-person experiences, which helped Disney become like the biggest uh, one of the, big, the, the biggest media companies in the world and the parks experiences. And uh, unfortunately, it's just um, it's really been rocked by this pandemic. And um, it's definitely the company's largest division. And it actually bring it, I think it had brought in more than 26 billion in the year uh, last year ending uh, in June. Um, and that that money includes like from the, the cruise ships and the parks around the world itself. Um so, uh, and then right now it's not making a lot of, so it's not, it's not making any money really. Um, and then from the television side, uh, which is it's Disney's second largest division is also being hurt. Um, because, uh, especially ESPN, which doesn't have any sports. I mean, there's really not much happening on ESPN these days. So that's unfortunate. Um, and then uh, the the studio group it, it brought in most of its revenue from the theaters, which are now closed. So uh, the good news is is that Disney is still adding more subscribers uh, to Disney Plus, which uh, I kind of just mentioned before. But it's still a long ways away from uh, making the company uh, any money. So. Uh, from from what uh, Hal Vogel said, who is a media industry uh, media industry analyst, he has said um, in an interview that the company is losing as much as thirty million or more per day. Um, so that adds up very quickly. Um, and there's just been a lot of talk this past week about furloughs and now um, reimagining Disney with fewer employees. Um, so. Uh, and then this coming back to Iger, so he decided to kind of pull back his retirement and keep working. And uh, he did say this in an email, quote, uh, a crisis of this magnitude and its impact on Disney would necessarily necessarily result in my actively helping Bob Chapek and the company contend with it, particularly since I ran the company for 15 years, end quote. So. Yeah, he's pretty much like, I can't leave the company in shambles. I mean, there was uh, a little bit of criticism because he, I mean, Disney closed their parks in China, I think in beginning of January. Uh, and then he kind of knew that this pandemic was coming and then he decided to step a take a step back out of the company and leave it to Chapek. So people were wondering, oh, was this all planned? But uh Bob says, no, that's not what was going on here. Um, so, I mean, as of right now, Bob Iger is just, he's trying to figure out what the company's going to look like once all this is over. Uh, and uh, I mean, one of the big challenges is that he has to establish the best practice for the company uh, and how the industry and, and how to bring the people back to the parks uh, and the rides while avoiding like spreading this virus even more. Um, and uh, they're, they're going to have to take measures like uh, they're going to have to take the measures of like, taking people's temperatures when they enter their park. So it's just really about him trying to figure out what's best uh, for the company. Um, but 
it's it's tough times and bob Iger, who's been a great leader over the past 15 years i mean i i at least think he was he's brought a lot to the disney company and uh he's really boosted its revenue so i think he's he knows the company inside and out right now so i think he's definitely the best to do this uh and, but i mean i think we're going to be seeing a whole new disney uh, i don't know when sometime soon not just not just with the parks but with its other divisions uh, as well so um but i mean that's like that's just like the current state of the walt disney company it, it's not a lot of information there but the the biggest story here was just Iger coming back and just kind of doing his thing so um but yeah Jeanette's saying yeah he's been wonderful and super influential um and yeah he he totally is and i i can't wait to see how he kind of just makes his company i mean i i was gonna say i was gonna make the analogy of making it rise like the phoenix out of the ashes i mean it's not it's not done but um I mean, Netflix, well, it's funny because Netflix is now, um, what is it? it, it it's making, um, it's worth more than Disney now because I guess of just yeah, what's been happening. Uh, so, I mean, I'm no expert in the stock market or anything like that, but it's it's crazy to see that Netflix is now worth more than Disney. That was one of the reports that just came out re recently. So, but yeah, Disney, uh, don't worry. Disney is not in the ashes. It is not out. Um they will be back um we just don't know how and i mean i kept i keep talking about the past couple of weeks uh the disney parks are not gonna be like we've seen them before there's gonna be huge changes and it's gonna take a lot of time uh i think i just read an article before i i'm just kind of paraphrasing here but i think the orange county mayor um is trying to get Disney open up a little bit sooner. I probably I'm butchering the article, but uh, I think they really need to take measures first because this is gonna this is gonna be a while before the parks open, or they should open, in my opinion. I think we need to take some time before they they really reopen. So, um, but so we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, that's that's the state of the Walt Disney Company. Um. So before we get to annual pass holder information, uh, I'm just going to take a quick break. So sit tight and be right back. All right, and we are back. So the the, the next topic I'm going to be talking about is the annual pass holders uh, once again for Walt Disney World and uh, for Disneyland as well. So the, the news is pretty much like I, this, I think this is like my third or fourth time talking about this. But the, the news has been that, like, if you were an annual pass holder who has paid in full, um, the expiration date will be reflected um, for the amount of days that the parks were closed. Um, so if it's closed for three months, you're going to get an extra three months on your annual pass. Um, but as an alternative, they have now said that you are able to get a partial refund on your ticket. So um, say you already paid in full uh, and you just want to get some money back, like you might need it during this time, uh, you are able to Disney release information of how to do that. So just contact uh, the VIP pass holder support uh, line at 407 um, so you can get a partial refund uh, at that number over there. Um, and then if you um, are a annual pass holder that is on a monthly payment, 
Uh, you had the two options that I talked about last week um, because what happened was if you're on the monthly payment plan, Disney automatically stopped and waived monthly payments, um, which also means that uh, the past expiration dates will not be extended. So that went into effect April 5th. If you are on a monthly plan for uh, a monthly payment plan for Walt Disney World, automatically stopped and waived payments. Um, the alternative to that was you could also postpone the payments until the parks reopen and you will get those extended days. So if you want to postpone your payments, you can contact that same exact number. Uh, again, it's 407-939-7277. I anticipate that there's going to be some very heavy call volume. So just uh, be patient if you are trying to get through so pretty much again if you want to get a partial refund or if you're looking to postpone your monthly payment plan uh, just call that number once again 407-939-7277 um, and if you have any questions about your annual pass you can call that number as well so Disneyland uh, pass holders, if you're on a monthly, monthly payment plan or you want a partial payment, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, it's the same rules apply, but there is a different number for Disneyland or, uh, people at the Disneyland pass holders. It is 714-781-4567. So you can check out all these details at both uh, WaltDisneyWorld.com as well as Disneyland.com and um, can help you out if you want to do that. So. All right, so that is the updates for the annual pass holders. Hopefully that made sense um, for everyone. So um, just reach out to those two numbers if you have any questions. And again, I would refer you to the parks websites website as well. Um, and then the last piece of news story we have today is that the Avengers campus is going to have a delayed opening. Now, I unless I missed something, Disney has not put out an official statement for this. Um, but uh, on the website, so originally uh, a few weeks back before everyone went in the quarantine, it was announced that the Avengers campus was going to open at Disney's California Adventure on July 18th. Um, and it seems that the park closures and the construction halts have delayed its opening. Um, so on the official, the official verbiage on the Disneyland website uh, shows coming soon instead of the date. Uh, so the date has just been removed and now it says coming soon. And I, again, I didn't see an official statement from Disney, but uh, the website is clearly stating that uh, it looks like it's probably not going to be July anymore. So uh, if you're excited for the Avengers campus coming to California Adventure, I think we're going to have to wait a little bit longer, which I mean, makes sense. I think most constructions are, are going to be delays. I mean, I feel like I've been seeing mixed reports of things being delayed, uh, construction is being halted, and construction still happening. Like I just read a report that the uh, Reflections uh, DVC Resort uh, opening up at Walt Disney World that is still being worked on. So I don't know what's going on in Disney right now with with construction, um, but I, I imagine there's just going to be a lot of delays and everything. So, um, but no real official word of of what's happening. So. Um, CJ saying in the chat that uh, it's going to make fall and winter more crowded I, for Disneyland. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know what travel is going to be like 
after this, people might not want to travel for a while. Uh, I mean, we don't know what this virus is going to be doing um, in in months time. Uh, I feel like it's going to be similar to like 9-11, like we talked about how not a lot of people were traveling at all after that. Um, I feel like parks are going to be pretty minimal, so we're, we're just going to have to kind of see see where this see where this all takes us so um all right so that's i mean those are the three biggest news stories that i had for this week uh honestly it's not much but uh, to me I, th- I felt like those were the three biggest things that i just wanted to discuss um and kind of update on you guys for this week so uh now i'm going to go over to listener questions so we got a few listener questions in today and since cj you are still here in the instagram live chat uh, i'll answer yours first so she sent out a few questions so uh yeah if you want any like I'm, i'm trying to do i like answering like disney trip planning questions like i think those are a lot of fun to answer and i I like giving my thoughts on what people think so if you have any like trip planning questions uh let me know i mean i'd love to just hear them out you can shoot me an email or message me on instagram i'd love to hear them and i'll answer them on a, a future show um so cj has a good one and one of her her questions was do you recommend magical express uh versus renting a car versus uber and lyft so to me that that really depends on the situation so for instance what my wife and i usually do we always take the magical express to walt disney world um it's just good saves money it's time and i think it really kind of gets you really in the it gets you into the disney mood catching that magical express um i have never taken um uh the what they call the tragical express i've never taken it back mostly because of that like you have to do it like three or, or if you're international four hours before your flight so uh, my wife and I, we like to make the most of our time. And to us, it's just easier just taking an Uber or Lyft all the way back to the airport. So that's what we we always do. Um, now, again, that's going to depend on your situation, whether you're on a budget and you don't want to spend the money on Uber or Lyft, because I think that's like 30, it could be like 30, 40 bucks maybe. Um, but uh, I, I think the Magical Express, I mean, it's free. Like, why why would you not want to take it? But if you're not pressured for time or if, if you don't care about time, uh, then just take the Magical Express, do it. It also depends on what time of day you're leaving. Um, like, for instance, um, this past trip in November, this was the first time we didn't take the Magical Express only because we were getting in very late and we were also staying at off Disney uh, off Disney property for the first couple nights of our trip so we couldn't take it um, but actually last trip we, we really did uh, think about maybe taking uh, renting a car um, we because our friends were the friends that we went with they rented a car in the past and they there's a lot of pros and cons to, to renting a car um, I mean, if you're renting a car on Disney property, uh, you also have to remember there are now resort fees um, for renting a car. Unless you're using DVC points, uh, then you don't have to pay a fee for renting a car or to keep it on the resort property. So that's one thing that was initiated like a year or so ago. I think within the past year, they they put in all those resort fees if you want to have a car on property. So that's one thing to think about. But I mean, a car is also super convenient uh, getting to and from things. I mean, on the last trip, um, 
We use Uber a lot, uh, mostly just because Animal Kingdom is not near anything, and it's just so much faster we, than just taking the bus. So, um, so that's one thing. Uh, that's uh, to me, that's the biggest thing about renting a car. Uh, if, if if you're not using DVC points, you have to pay a pretty big fee. So. Um, that's that, but I mean, Uber, Uber and Lyft is great. Um, I think if you're talking about Uber and Lyft from the airport, cause you mentioned Magical Express, uh, if you're taking it to the airport, I mean, it's great. It's fast. It's easy. Like, uh, if you're taking the Magical Express f to, from the airport to Walt Disney World, yeah, that's time right there. Um, so you gotta wait for the bus. Imagine you just miss a bus. You have to wait for another one. Uh, you gotta wait for it to fill up. You gotta wait for it to do this. Uh, imagine there's four resorts on your bus. You're the fourth resort. Um, it's it's time. It's a lot of time on the bus. It's a great option, but Uber and Lyft is just a lot faster if you're looking to just, to just get to if you just want to get to the parks, maximize your time. Uh, that's Uber and Lyft is definitely the best option. It's just uh, more expensive. So. I really think it all depends on the, the situation and budget and what you want to do. I think they all have their pros and cons. Um, the, I mean, the biggest pro, so I'll go quickly for pros and cons. Uh, I mean, I've already talked about them, but I'll kind of recap. So at least uh, for Magical Express, the pros, uh, it's free. It, it's free. You don't have to pay anything to go to and from the airport. Um, the, the cons is that it's probably the slowest option for sure. Um, Jeanette is saying in the, in the, uh, chat that we, they've waited as little as five minutes and as long as 45 minutes to leave the airport. So that's one big thing. Um, and then, uh, Ashley saying in the chat that Uber and Lyft back to the airport for sure, especially having TSA pre-check, no need to be there so early for, uh, they don't need to be there so early if they're, if you're, T, um, TSA pre-check. So, um, so that's, and then renting a car pros and cons. I mean, I think the obvious pro here is that you can come and go to the parks whenever you want. You can park wherever you want. You can, it's just, it's just easy to get around. You can do, you don't have to wait on anything. You can just grab your car. You don't have to wait on a bus to go anywhere. You can just grab your car and go. Uh, the biggest con there, it is definitely the most expensive option, getting a car, um, especially paying for the car for the week uh, or however long you are, and then paying those resort fees. Um, and then again, Uber Lyft, uh, it's the pros super fast. Um, and it's honestly, it, it is pretty cheap. Uh, but if you're on a budget, um, uh, then maybe not do it. I mean, the cons for Uber Lyft, um, I, I don't know if I have like a true con. I think it's mostly just like budget reasons. So um, it's just so convenient. We use it so much on the last trip. So, I mean, it, it adds up after a bit, but it's the, honestly, the, 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 the rides around Walt Disney World Resort are not expensive. Like it could be anywhere between like five to $10. And if you're with like a, say you're with some friends, you, you split it or something like that. It's really not all that expensive. Um, so those are, those are my, uh, opinions on the Metro Express renting a car and Uber Lyft. So thanks for that question, CJ. Uh, she has one that I'm going to go through really quick. Um, what are my top three fast pass picks for each park? All right. So for Epcot, uh, this is probably a controversial pick, but I'm choosing Soren because that is a tier one. Uh, Soren, I just think is so much. I like it. Uh, it's my favorite ride um, in Epcot. I love Soren. 
Uh, then of course, Spaceship Earth and Mission Space. The tier two for Epcot is pretty weak. Um, so I don't really care much for Mission Space, but I have a fast pass, so let me just get it anyways. So uh, Hollywood Studios. So with the new fast pass tiers, uh, it's great because Runaway, Runaway Railway, Slinky Dog, and um, Millennium Falcon are all tier one. So for this, I'd probably choose Runaway, Runaway Railway right now. But if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably do that uh, and Millennium Falcon. Uh, and then uh, to me, the, the tier two would be Rock and Roller Coaster and Toy Story Mania for Hollywood Studios. Um, and then, oh good, thank you. Ashley agrees with me that uh, she picks Soren over Test Track any day. I'm glad someone agrees with me because I feel like people always choose Test Track over Soren. So, uh, all right, so there is now Animal Kingdom. So Animal Kingdom for me is Flight of Passage, uh, Everest, uh, and Dinosaur. Those are always the three that I, I try to go for every time we go. We just love the thrill, thrill ride. So those are always our top three. Uh, and then Magic Kingdom, it's always uh, Space Mountain, uh, Haunted Mansion, and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So those are always our three. Um, honestly, we don't care too much if we ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It's just, I'd rather go on those other ones if I'm going to use my time. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is just, it's fun, but like, I would never wait on the line for it. And I would only ride if I had a fast pass, but I prioritize those over that, so... All right, so let's see here. So Caroline, who, if you listen to this past Monday's uh, episode for interview with Casimir, Caroline asked the question, which resorts, one from each tier, would you recommend first timers, uh, recommend to first timers when they visit Walt Disney World? Um, so I'll choose one from the values, the moderates, um, the deluxe as well as like dvc um as well if if need be um so with the value so i've actually personally never stayed in any of the values before but i think now with the transportation options especially with the skyliner i mentioned this before i think pop century and art of animation are no-brainers for that um transportation is just like a big thing when it comes to disney world um, and I think that'll make trips so much easier. And I think with the Skylar, it's just so much more fun. Uh, so I think that's just absolute no brainer. If I were to recommend a uh, value resort to a first timer, I would say Art of Animation or Pop Century. Um, good. Jeanette agrees with Art of Animation there. Uh, moderate resorts. Uh, again, I've told you I've been spoiled throughout my entire life. Uh, I've actually never stayed at a moderate before. Wait, would you count the Fort Wilderness Cabins as a moderate? What is that? What does that lead to? I've been staying in the Fort Wilderness Cabins. Are those moderates? Maybe they are. But um, at least for moderates, what would I recommend? I, again, I think it's going to come down to transportation. I feel like the more, to me, that's how I think of it, is like the more transportation options I have, the better. Like, I think that's just so much better. Um, so... I mean, Caribbean Beach or the Caribbean Beach Resort is a really big one now. I mean, because it has the Skyliner as well. And then it also has um, it also has um, the other one near the Riviera Resort because that's still kind of in the same vicinity. Um, and then for, uh, I mean, Jeanette is saying Coronado Springs. I've never stayed there. I heard, I heard it's great. 
Then I'm also thinking Port Orleans Riverside or the French Quarter because they also have the boats to Disney Springs if you want to do that. Um, so, man, I don't know what I would choose. I, I'm going to go... Yeah, I guess I'm just going to go with the Caribbean Beach Resort again because the Skyliner is there. It's just the Skyliner. Like, I, I think you want... As a first-timer, you want to maximize your time. So if you have easy access to... Epcot and Hollywood Studios like why wouldn't you do that I think that'd be a, be a great option there so um and then for deluxe um oh man well I always, I feel like I always have to push I feel like I always have to push the world in its lodge as uh, one I would recommend for first timers um but I feel I don't know what I would do for deluxe I feel like that's tough for Deluxe. I don't know if I could recommend... I'd have to get... Um, I'd have to get, like, their... their uh, the kind of, like, a sense of what they would want from a vacation if they were choosing a Deluxe. Like, what they would... What kind of vibe they want to be in. Because all the Deluxe is just so different from each other. I mean, we have some people in the chat saying Yacht Club or Beach Club. Um... Because, like, the pool is great over there, um, and just that it's just so close to everything. Uh, we're getting Animal Kingdom Lodge, which I'm going to disagree with. I would not recommend that one to first-timers. Um, but um, I, I feel I feel like, yeah, probably Yacht and Beach Club, only because it is in a it really close proximity to the boardwalk, uh, to Epcot, to Hollywood Studios. Uh, and they can really, again, save save that time. So... Um, it, I'll probably have to go with uh, either Yacht or Beach Club for that one for the, the Deluxe. So, um, DVC, I'm not, I don't, I, don't, I guess, I mean, the, there's DVC properties uh, within each resort. So I guess you could say like uh, Old Key West is its own, but yeah. So, all right. So those, I'm, I'm just going to stick with those, the value moderate and Deluxes. So I, I don't remember what I decided with. Uh, the values, we got Art of Animation or Pop Century, uh, Caribbean Beach for the moderates, and then... Uh, beat and yacht club, a uh, beat or yacht club. Uh, wow, can't talk. Beach or yacht club for the deluxe. So, uh, and Carolina also uh, says another question or asks another question. What resort would you recommend for a once in a lifetime trip? I feel like I gotta go with the the easy one here. I personally never stayed there, but the Polynesian. Um, most because I feel like the Polynesian is a vibe that everyone would enjoy. Um, and I took a poll not too long ago, which resort would you want to stay at more? And it's the Polynesian, way more over the Grand Floridian. So I feel like the Polynesian, everyone would want to be there. It's one of the best and most popular del deluxe resorts. Um, plus you got the castle there. You can watch the fireworks from the beach. You get the boats, you got the monorail, you got the buses, you got everything over um, at the Polynesian. So I feel like that would be really great for a once in a lifetime trip over there. So, um, so yeah, so I would recommend that one. Uh, and we got Chip uh, asking a question. Chip, thanks for the question. Um, we have changed our plans to go now at Christmas. Is the Christmas party worth it? So, um, my, my last trip, we did go to the Christmas party, but I've talked about how it's, it was entirely just rained out which kind of sucks. Um, we didn't really get to do a lot of the events at the party. Uh, the snacks were really bad. I had four different snacks that I paid for and they were all bad to mediocre. 
Um, Halloween party, exact opposite. All the snacks were really good. Um, but honestly, if you've never been to the Christmas party, then I would just recommend doing it. Because um, honestly, the Magic Kingdom is gorgeous. This was my first time going to uh, Magic Kingdom during Christmas time. So uh, it was just so worth it going to the party and hanging out uh, in the Space Mountain overlay was great. The lights everywhere were fantastic. It was gorgeous. Um, but uh, I would I would probably say yes. I think I think it would be worth it for a first time. I unfortunately can't give a full review because I didn't do uh, like any of the uh, I, I saw the fireworks, but it was so uh, smoky from the rain hitting the ashes and the fireworks. It was just I couldn't even see it. Um, but I, I think you should check it out. Um, you just don't know if there's going to be rain or not. So that's the only thing. Um, but I, th I think you should I think you should do it if you've never if you've never done it before, then, yeah, definitely do it. So. Um. All right, so let's see here. Jeanette says in the chat that Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is stunning your first time, but not worth a repeat for about five years. So um, I think that's the almost the same. Uh, my So I did um, this past trip as well. I did the Halloween party. That was a repeat for me, but uh, it was about six years, and that was a, that was a good time in between to do that. So um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think you should do the Christmas party. So... All right, so last question of the day. Um, a good friend of the show, Jen, asked the question, must do photo pass opportunities? So um, immediately when I, I, I saw this question, I didn't think of like one specific photo pass spot. Um, I didn't think of it that way. I thought of it as that um, what I really like is when I see a, a photo pass photographer where they're just by themselves, they're just kind of waiting around um, a, a spot waiting for people to come up to them and there's no line whatsoever. Um, those are the times you really want to take advantage of uh, because they can spend more time with you because there aren't people waiting behind you for photos. So you can get some really unique opportunities that way to get great photos. Um, and I, I particularly took advantage of that um, when my wife and I are my sorry not my wife and I but I was on my bachelor party um, a few years back where every time we saw someone we would always be taking photos with them uh, and they would just put us in really funny poses and make us do this and we just got to spend a lot more time with the photo pass photographers because they're just so excited to see you uh, and they they want to make your trip happy and we just found some really fun people um, and I find those photo pass opportunities so much better than like waiting in a long line to get your picture in front of the castle at night because they're there just to like take your photo real quick because they got a line of people behind you um so when you're walking throughout the parks if you see a photo pass photographer just standing there go up to them be like hey can we get some photos and do that i think those are the must do photo pass opportunities you just you don't want to pass up because you're going to get one of those photos is going to be treasured um and you're going to be looking at it every day so um, that's, that's just my quick opinion there. So, um, but all right. So I think, um, that is it for this episode today. So hopefully you enjoyed the short news episode as well as some listener questions. And if you have any, Hey, send them in they, that would be awesome. So, 
All right, but that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. Uh, and if you can, please leave a review to really help out the show. You can find all of our podcast episodes at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, you can follow me on social media at excesspresspodcast on Instagram. Uh, and if you want to be in a future episode of the Excess Press Podcast, uh, if you were a past cast member and you would like to be interviewed, hey, shoot me an email. You can send me an email over at matt at excesspresspodcast.com or you can just um, shoot me a message on Instagram. Um, and then uh, let's see what else we got. I also have a movie, TV, video game, and chat review podcast called What'd You Think? You can follow us over there. I have all the links in the description of this episode. Uh, but that's it. Thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.